Brady. This is Club Hell. Thanks for coming, kids. Hey, Hello. This is Notes from the Back Row. A cinema podcast of commentary, questions, answers, dreams, fears, joy rides, hell rides, and so much more. So strap in for a veritable cinematic Coney Island of the Mind. Hello, welcome to Notes from the Back Row for another episode. We are all together. Yay! (laughs) We got technology to work on our side, and everybody (laughs) is here. Everybody shall shall now take their turns to introduce themselves. Carlo, introduce yourself. Okay, my name is Carlo, and I'm here to say I love stupid movies in a major way. (laughs) Jenna's here too. Yo, my name is Jenna, and I'm a person. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, don't talk yourself up too much, Jenna. (laughs) And Veronica. Hey, I'm also a person. Yay. (laughs) I like, I'm going to take Carlo's intro, too, because I feel like that applies to me as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Rip off. I I love a good rip off, so go ahead. Um. Carlo, why don't you uh, introduce the topic? I, I feel like this is maybe something that originally came from your mind. Yeah, I guess so. Um, so the topic today is comedy. And not just comedy, it's Saturday Night Live movies. Um, yeah, what can I say? I just love comedy. Um, like, as a little wiener kid uh, growing up, um it was the only thing that I could really stomach. Like, uh, I was raised by hippie parents, basically, and they basically... <laughs> it wasn't my mind that action movies weren't for me. Like, definitely from my dad's side. And horror movies, I was just scared shitless. Uh, so <laughs> all I basically watched was comedies. And uh, one of the biggest uh, things in comedy for my young mind growing up was Wayne's World. Uh, just formative for me. I'm still like, I wish I could have like a show like that, like a stupid, dumb, trashy public access uh, <laughs> talk show kind of about movies or whatever. Um, That's why we started this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so That's all the future is. Watching a couple of Saturday Night Live movies and, uh, and talking about them. Yeah. So, yeah. So we're going to talk about in some like level uh, is some level of discussion about all of them, but I think we'll probably end up focusing on a few of them, but yeah, yeah. Saturday night live movies in general. Did, does anyone else want to talk about like how they first came about Saturday night live movies? Because mine is very similar to Carlo where I saw Wayne's world when it came out in 92 in theaters and I was born in 85. So I was still pretty young then. And it would just let it like, put this huge impression on me we went back and saw it again in theaters Mm -hmm. with my dad and quoted it and it just became one of those things where like it like the simpsons or something is just like ingrained in my dna as this like perfect comedy from when i was you know (laughs) yeah we did that gray poupon thing like as kids (laughs) you know every there's four kids in my family and at each stage of our lives you know we'd always be at stoplights like pardon me do you have any gray poupon for and we never even really seen the commercials where i was just like oh that's something funny that happened at wayne's world totally and then later at some point seeing like oh retro commercials and they had the gray poupon one and we were all like oh yeah. oh sure i guess it's not funny if it doesn't come from somewhere but it was funny to <laughs> we didn't need re- like context we just thought it was like that's hysterical yeah so funny i didn't grow up with wayne's world specifically even though you cannot grow up uh, during the time that we all grew up and not know everything about wayne's world (laughs) (laughs) you know like it it, i like it it, but i i didn't i don't i don't think i saw it in theaters or anything and and it wasn't but i did grow up with saturday night live like that was something that was my, my my parents always watched and i was you know uh up late enough at some points to see it uh and that you know that's definitely that that humor in that whole era 
in the 90s was like my SNL. And then, of course, as you get older, you realize how much funnier the old one is. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, I had always, because I was such a big John Belushi fan, I watched a lot of the older ones. The library I grew up near had like a bunch of them on VHS. So I was like, oh, okay, great. Uh, but the it is, I think SNL in the 90s is also a little bit of like a golden age. You know, it's a different caliber but it's like you got phil hartman you have mike myers you know you have dana carvey and a lot of these people yeah i guess you do have like adam sandler and stuff people <laughs> at this point are you know kind of a blight on the world but in the 90s a more yeah time yeah we had one of those vhs tapes as well my dad had like best of season two or whatever and it had the jaws two sketch with the land shark land and shark. that became like <laughs> just one of the funniest things to me ever um yeah so i definitely had uh, some exposure to that it, it almost feels like when i was growing up i didn't even put the two together like when saturday night live was on at the night in the 90s it just didn't seem like the same kind of thing as that vhs tape that i had even right. though it was like huge or whatever but yeah yeah it's kind of strange for me like we didn't get the show like we wouldn't be able to watch like snl episodes over here in belgium but we did have like uh best of dvds that we would rent all the time but it was definitely like more like the 90s to late 90s stuff like best of will ferrell chris farley and such yeah yeah uh, i, I, I definitely did not know that like wayne's world originated at snl until, until much much later same with coneheads and and all the other movies uh even blues brothers i had no idea that came from snl originally because like snl was like just an abstract concept to me growing up uh, I, until, until later i actually i knew that wayne's world was part of snl but when i would watch the wayne's world sketches i did like them i just mm. I was yeah. like oh okay they're fine like i i was used to it this is also kind of why wayne's world is one of the snl movies that works so well is that it has there's plenty of like meat it's not night at the Roxbury, oh, yeah. you know it's not something where it's like yeah. oh now we have to create a backstory it's pretty yeah. easy to be like okay let's make a story about these public access dudes yeah, hitting the big yeah, time yeah. and yeah. it's you know yeah. so i kind of without all the context and like tia carrera who i kind of i just thought was the coolest thing in the world so i was like <laughs> so cool. was, she was so cool i loved ballroom blitz forever i was, oh, I was yeah. like this sucks. <laughs> I didn't know where it was, you know, didn't know where that was from, didn't know, but I was like, this sounds great. I love, there's just like, there was more to it. Watching the yeah. the sketches, I'd be like, all right, this is fine, but this is just kind of people being stupid. I wish. Yeah. Yes, same. I went back to like, watch the sketches on YouTube and stuff. I'm like, yeah, I'll just watch the movie I, again, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Even just... the second one, I like the second oh, yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, the second one, I wouldn't call it good. Definitely not on the level of first one but it's still like super quotable so i'm like right. whatever it's wayne's world it works for me and it's got a couple of those lines like the guy going i had to beat him beat them to death yeah. with their own <laughs> shoes and rip taylor being like what do you mean he's a naked indian yeah the second one's bizarre but i like it <laughs> yeah did like you guys even like stupid sorry throwaway joke like who's the old lady that's my old lady yeah <laughs> like that's not a super good joke but it just right. just got imprinted in my mind yeah <laughs> I, I feel like the dot your t's and cross your eyes thing was also like a big like from the trailer and stuff like i remember a lot of people laughing about that scene with him <laughs> yeah um did you guys have a lot of experience with blues brothers i feel like we won't have to spend a ton of time but um i that was one that was like my dad had that on vhs as well so it was a movie that i saw a lot but as i grew up i just found like this weird disconnect between it being like a super well-made movie for like the first chunk and and i revisited it recently and was struck by how like well put together the first chunk of it was but then it's two hours long and it just keeps going it's and a half hours long. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was yeah. going to watch it. I've never seen Blues Brothers. I'm, and like, I've had plenty of time because we scheduled this ages ago. And I just, 
like completely spaced on it. And then last night I was like, I'm going to watch Blues Brothers. And I was like, three hours? Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you've, never, you, you've never seen Blues Brothers, Jenna? No, it's another thing where like, I know, I know like the, the joke of it. I mean, I've seen like right. SNL, but like, I've never seen the movie. And There's just like I, a lot of people in it that I feel like yeah. you... Are, I'm sure you know. I'd like it. I've been like just terrible. I don't know. Like I really was gonna watch it yesterday, and then like the length of it, I was like, "Fuck it, I'm watching." Yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> just, like John Landis movies, man. They're too long. They're all too long. They all feel yeah. so, long, and they're not well directed. It's it's funny because I very recently uh, in October saw an American Werewolf in London at the Castro, yeah. and I haven't seen it since I was young. And I loved mm. it when I was young. I loved it for a variety of reasons, but I was watching yeah. it this time, and I have heard that John Landis wrote that script when he was twenty, kind of put it off to the side, and when they made it, it didn't get updated that much and when i heard it that when i was younger i was like mm. wow he was such a talented writer when he was 20 <laughs> and now as like a 32 year old i was like dude oh clean this dialogue up this sucks yeah. like i hate this yeah. we don't need five minutes of these people like you're not actually establishing the character they this is just annoying yeah this is just yeah i rewatched it recently as well and it's just like i don't have anything for that movie really it just does nothing for me like the facts that's that's it it ends at the effects yeah. for me yeah the effects are the effects are pretty outrageous i have to give it that yeah. yeah i love that movie but i definitely struggle with landis i feel yeah. like that one for me works more than most of his stuff um in terms of like as a cohesive movie but yeah, yeah I, I feel like blues brothers has a lot of really great stuff and you know aretha franklin is amazing in it right rest in peace <laughs> yeah um Absolutely. yeah and the music is great it's just it's it's one of those movies that is up on this pedestal and i feel like for certain reasons deserves it but when i actually sit down to like yeah, engage with it, it yeah. it's just so kind long and so slack like the energy at the start is so strong yeah. but then it just yeah you can't keep that up it's hard to keep it up definitely for like a like and i had i had seen it after wayne's world uh not uh, animal house yeah. Um, oh, yeah. and I had because I was like, oh my god, I love John Belushi. He cracks me up. I'm gonna watch. Yeah, John Belushi is pretty great. Yeah, and I was totally. watching Blues Brothers, and halfway through, I was like, oh, I kind of just wish I'd watched Animal House again. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just wish this was not. Yeah. yeah, it's like the scene in the the like hillbilly bar is great, and they play like the song from Rawhide. You know, there's like yeah. these really good scenes, and then mm -hmm. there's and even some of the action sequences, I'm like, I feel like we could have shaved five minutes off this. Yeah. You know, it's like we get the point of cops driving through the mall and stuff. We're like, all right, all right. <laughs> I guess that maybe in the 70s or 80s, whenever that was made, it, it was like more impressive to people. But I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel like with Saturday Night Live movies, you have Blues Brothers was first in 1980, Wayne's World, 92. And then th like those were really pretty well critically received I, mm -hmm. I know that wayne's world especially was kind of like a surprise when you read some of the reviews like roger ebert and stuff it's like hey actually this dumb comedy is really well made and like fun and and like a good movie but i feel like that is where the reputation for saturday night live kind of takes the downturn right because i feel like in the yeah. 90s all the saturday night live movies it, you know critically were kind of like sigh another one of yeah. these movies yeah, I think Coneheads did. Oh, I feel like did okay. Um, but yeah, it did there's... okay, but not critics. Right. People, people weren't nuts about it. But yeah, <laughs> the box office was pretty good for Coneheads still. And it seems to have lived on pretty well. Uh, I'm I'm not super sure about that. Like, if really, you go, I feel like if, everyone if, loves if, Coneheads. I do. I think. Yeah, I know Dan does, and you do, and I think. Jenna, how do you feel about Coneheads? Like the Conehead. I, you know, the thing was... <laughs> <laughs> Perfect, the movie, yes. The, the movie is, is, like, kind of mediocre, but there's so much stupid stuff that makes me laugh. Mm. That, uh, and it's you got know, like so it's many totally people fun. in it. At, and you also, know, oh, yeah. Well, oh yeah, oh yeah! Like Adam Sandler is Don DeCiccio or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Davis, <laughs> yes. Ellen DeGeneres, yeah, the swim captain. Like... 
Yeah. Even Phil Hartman at the end and on the alien yeah. planet shows up like oh, amazing. <laughs> Even Phil Hartman showed up. Uh, what, yeah, I don't know. Was... I I really like Conan. It's, uh, it has a. I feel like that movie has its heart. It's heart in the right place, even if not all the jokes work. Which, like, that's never the case with comedies that all the jokes work. So whatever, it's fine. Right. As, long, as long as I like the characters in the world and it's like really committed to its concept. Um, and yeah, I I always love those. I, and this is I feel like a Saturday Night Live thing. I've seen sort of variations of this, but I love the. Uh, the teenager with the kind of fish out of water parents just trying to yeah. be a normal kid. Yeah. They do yeah. that a lot yeah. in, yeah. you know, and I love, I've always liked the, the daughter in Coneheads. I always oh, yeah, like, yeah. and She's as a... I've gotten older, I've been like, this is a really believable for performance in a lot of ways. Yeah. You know? yeah. I also think Chris Farley's really funny in that movie yes. as well. Like I don't always love Chris Farley, but that movie as this, like gullible guy who has a thing for girls with pointy hats. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Farley was... Chris Farley works at his best when his characters are sympathetic. That's why I think um Far uh, Farley Boy, jeez. It's still <laughs> early here. Tommy Boy is, you know, has kind of been able to to last as far as comedies because when his characters are lovable, he's mm. easy to love. When he becomes kind of like annoying, it He's such a he was such a big person just in general. Mm -hmm. He's like this big loud person, and when he's plays an aggressive or abrasive character, you're like, oh, this is way more threatening than you think yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it not is. as lovable. It's it's not as cute. Yeah. yeah. Can I just point out that watching this movie in 2018 was like wild because of the whole illegal immigrant <laughs> yeah, thing? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we come from France. And he's sitting there saying he wants to. <laughs> They're saying they want to put up an invisible fence for illegal aliens. Seriously, and, right? And I was oh like, my oh my God. <laughs> That's so crazy. Yeah, it's played him. off like a wacky kind of like, oh, he hates the illegal aliens. And it's like kind of about like xenophobia and racism. And, but, and it's kind of played up in that sort of like almost 80s movie villain way. But you're like, no, this is like 100% real. <laughs> right. Yeah. This Coneheads, you know what? I'm telling you guys, Coneheads is going to have sort of a... A, a renaissance. I hope so. <laughs> like, oh, hope so, we're yeah. wrong. This movie's great, yeah. and it's really good. Well. <laughs> I feel like when I mentioned to my friends, like, oh, I'm going through all the movies, and like, I revisited Coneheads, and it's so amazing. Mm. I feel like a lot of people looked at me with side eye. They were kind of like, <laughs> uh, okay, Coneheads, sure thing. And and I feel like after Coneheads, uh, you know, we'll talk about the other movies in as well. But after Coneheads, I feel like it's not until Superstar that we get. An, an SNL movie that kind of has a directorial like style or, or quirk or like there's a, there's like a weird sort of style to Coneheads. Mm. Um, and the director was Steve Barron. I think he did Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or something. Like I, yeah, I just feel like yeah. with the effects and where it ends up it, with the sci-fi kind of stuff, I feel like it's not until Superstar we get a movie where it's doing comedy, but then it's also like trying to be a, certain kind of movie as well maybe stewart saves his family but um yeah there's just something about those movies that i just point out that the coneheads say they're from belgium and so is carlo <laughs> i thought they said france oh i wrote down the word belgium yeah didn't they weren't they from france I really belgium? <clears throat> i don't remember that but <laughs> french french i literally have a note here for coneheads all it says is Belgian. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna rewatch it and be like, oh well, no, there's just a scene where they talk about Belgium. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> well, I'm not from French Belgium, so I don't care. <laughs> um should we talk about the movie that maybe is one of two Saturday Night Live movies that is regarded as the worst? I feel like I've seen <laughs> Uh, uh, people say Blues Brothers 2000, which we probably don't even really need to talk about. It's not very good. It sucks, but it has, yeah, I've never seen it. It's another one that I feel like you know came out. It's huge bomb, critically not accepted, um, and generally regarded as one of the worst comedies ever made. <laughs> yeah, and 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 pulled from the theaters yeah. after oh, really? opening day. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It made like a couple thousand. Yeah. And the box office and it was, was, it was julia there. sweeney's character of pat of a really popular sketch because i 
only kind of know it as the movie i never really watched the sketches so i didn't know if like was it wildly successful they had to turn it into a tv it seemed like an odd choice so i do you watch Hmm. have you seen 30 rock at all yeah um you know how they have that recurring sketch on 30 rock uh pam the like (laughs) the the super confident obese woman like whatever no no i'm like help me out jenna yeah and i they say something about like oh we've done 100 episodes and 110 pam sketches and (sighs) i think that because they did a lot of it's pat and i think it did fine but i don't ever remember people being i remember it being (laughs) like referenced in a lot of stuff more than you know, The Simpsons and The Critic, a lot of stuff at the time referenced yeah. it. I think in the same kind of like, yeah. I mean, because it's an easy character to sort of, once once you know it, you can like identify yeah. the character very fast. Um, I saw that mm-hmm. movie for the first time recently, like within, it was about a year and a half or so ago. And the funny thing is that I was on this Dave mm-hmm. Foley kick because I love Dave Foley and I watched all of Kids <laughs> oh, in the Hall. The he's the he's the best. I read this book about Kids yeah. in the Hall. I watched all of Kids in the Hall. Um, then I started going through his movies. And the thing with Dave Foley is that he has been in a lot of bad movies. Yeah. Um, yeah. Including this movie yeah. Postal, which I kind of loved, but... Oh, Uwe Boll, yeah. <laughs> yes! It was sort of. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> he wasn't. They yes. yeah. called Postal based on his video game. <laughs> and that guy, Zach Brown, who's what? the, the oh, kid with the on... yellow eyes from Jesus. A Christmas Story, is in it. There's, yeah. It's so. I, it's on YouTube. Watch it. It's on YouTube. I kind of love it. Um, but so I had watched a bunch of bad this. movies all at once and got to It's Pat and was still like, oh my God. I. <laughs> Uh, I actually didn't. I will say I didn't make it all the way through. I turned it off when that's fair. Pat started getting famous for for the like the Le Freak yeah. so chic thing, whatever you know. She's singing. They are singing. <laughs> um, I just I don't know why yeah. they made the character so grotesque. I don't know why they you know oh. she's got like snap snot rags in her nose. She kind of has this weird like stalking <laughs> relationship with uh, Kathy Lee Gifford, blah, 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 blah. Mm. Kathy Griffin, <laughs> Kathy yeah. Lee Gifford, whoever, whichever. <laughs> you know they're like they just such a terrible, terrible like uncomfortable character. That's where that's kind of where I got lost. So here's what's kind of interesting about Pat, and <laughs> and I actually don't hate this movie, but it is not a good movie. Yeah, um, <laughs> I will say before you get into it, I read your letterbox thing and I 100% agree with you. <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing, though. Here's what was interesting to me about because after watching this, I had to like Google the fuck out of it because I was yeah. like, like, yeah. like what, what is happening? Like, I just don't understand. So same thing as, as we were saying before. But apparently um, Julia Sweeney, like basically was trying to do an impression of somebody that she'd known in and around the office who was a man. But because she's a woman, everyone got up on her for impersonating a man character, trying to do this character. And so then it became this, you know, uh, joke, quote, uh, about, is Pat male or female? And so I actually think that, you know, I think that's probably what number one is pissing people off is like the whole grotesque aspect. But that's kind of the real mm. joke of Pat is how much of a jerk Pat is because you 100% know that guy in the office. Everybody. Right. Like, yeah. even if you've never worked in an office, you know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and then, yeah, you know, I, I think the fact that Pat like has a bunch of like confidence and is like ugly and kind of disgusting is also what pisses people off is that the fact that Pat has all this confidence while, you know, daring to not be beautiful and so, like, I think that's, like, part of it. And then the whole gender thing is this, like, 90s. It's, I think it's rooted in, like, 90s homophobia. But it's also, yeah, like... and it's it's funny because Julie Sweeney was pretty vocal about um, not liking the direction that SNL was taking when Adam Sandler and Chris Farley, when, like, the younger, as her sort of generation was moving out and the younger generation was moving in... She, you know, there are a lot of interviews where she was like, I think that really clever skits were getting cut so that Adam Sandler could sing one more song or blah, blah, Mm. blah, you know. And sometimes it's funny to then 
to hear her saying that and then kind of see this thing that is sort of her brainchild and be like, you know, maybe though, Julie, the the wave was going in a different direction. <laughs> like maybe you were <laughs> still you were trailing behind a little bit in the direction yeah. that comedy was going. Um, yeah, because if there so, wasn't like, I think the gender thing. Does. I think she got maligned though by by the the boys club at SNL because you know she could have just I mean how many SNL characters play how many men play women and everyone accepts that oh they're a woman in this sketch but like it doesn't happen the other way around so yeah. much and so I feel like that's kind of in which isn't to say that she's so uh, you know a martyr <laughs> nice. Like, again, like, I don't think it's a good movie, but, like, I also feel like maybe she, I, like, what I kind of liked about Pat, It's Pat, is that Julia Sweeney seemed to keep the joke more about people's reactions towards Pat and not at Pat's expense. Like, like yeah. every, the fact that everyone gets really uppity and resentful, uh, you know, towards Pat is, is like, I mean, it's dopey. You know, like, and, and that's kind of the joke is that people are so obsessed with defining Pat's gender and they're yeah. so angry that Pat's so confident that, like, they can't, like, do anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, like, I... derails their entire <laughs> lives. And so right, it was yeah, kind his, of Her neighbor's, like, obsessed with her, him, yeah, whatever. And, like, and meanwhile, Pat is, like, living their best life <laughs> with Dave Foley, who is, like, really sweet and nice yeah. and also doesn't come across. It, it, I mean, but granted, all right, like, I'm 100% not the authority. I can 100% why see why people are, like, super offended by this yes. in 2018. Oh, like, yeah, I can oh, 100% yeah. see the argument for how this is just, like, awful and completely outdated because it is <laughs> yeah and i i like your point about the character it's like you know this guy you know this too confident guy and blah 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 and i i could see that i think it would have been actually funny if it was a a male character you know but when you just kind of i feel like that that point gets muddled when you have these like yeah. this weird kind of people being very obsessed with just figuring Cagney, just figuring out like what what genitals this person has you know and you're like oh my god you're sneaking yeah. into the shower like i think if she was playing just playing it as a man i probably would like it um and yeah, yeah it's it's definitely people get weird about they're kind of fine with men dressing like women for comedy because they're like oh that's so ridiculous but i think people don't think it's funny the opposite way because women are kind of like supposed to want to be men in like, women aren't funny <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. oh you dress yeah, like I a man just... not funny <laughs> it's definitely a deeply confused movie and <laughs> i agree with jenna because i i found myself conflicted because i was being pulled in those two directions like a it it is very interesting that it's it's more about these people and their reaction and i kind of loved how obliviously and aggressively full of themselves that pat is like yeah. i i loved that that was you know something that was rubbing people the wrong way be because of the reasons that jenna was saying <laughs> said it a lot better than i could ever say it so <laughs> But, but so, so I was being pulled in those two directions, but I, I, I 100% agree with Jenna, like it, it, it is dated in certain ways that is very easy to look at and say like, no, that's not okay. And, and I understand and agree with that. But then I also was like, but this movie is so odd and so <laughs> weird from a comedic perspective that I also couldn't say like, I have to push it away completely. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm also yeah. engaging with this on a way where I was only chuckling once in a while, but I also didn't hate it. Yeah. I laughed twice. Yeah. That's kind of where, where I am with it as well. Like it's, it's obviously a bad movie and I can't blame anyone for <laughs> hating this movie. Just earlier, I told Michelle, we we're going to talk about it's bad. And she said, no, <laughs> But I don't know, Darren lies kind of like a, re a weird appeal for me because it has kind of like this, like this crazy grotesque appeal because it's not supposed to exist and everyone hated it so much and it's such an, like an comedy. Like I, I just become fascinated yeah. by things like that because 
I, I, I don't want to see things fail, but when they do, I'm just <laughs> drawn to them for some reason. Like, I just love things that come out the way people didn't intend them to, and it's bad. It's definitely like, there's nothing like it's bad. So yeah. I needed to well, see. Well, see, basically. I feel like it's Pat came out kind of as as they intended it. I don't know what else they could have, what other direction that movie could have taken. You know, I think it's just when you stretch out that concept yeah. to its like full execution, it starts to get weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean more like in the way that that it became such a bomb, that it became yeah. such a hated movie. That wasn't the intention and it's staring at them like okay why okay i can see why uh, it, it wasn't a success obviously but uh, yeah I, I also just have like a really high traffic, like uh like yeah. basically secondhand shame so I, I can watch pretty much everything and don't i never feel embarrassed uh which isn't the case for Michelle. So you'll, like we started watching it's it's bad together like late at night and just like it took like yeah. ten minutes. Like no no <laughs> yeah, not doing this. and I'm like, gosh, I'm not sure, whatever. That's this yeah. is fine. <laughs> it's it, it's 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 bad, but I like bad things, so bring yeah. it on. I laughed twice and I laughed twice at this movie and both times were for two throwaway jokes. One was when I think it was Dave Foley packing on the waterbed. <laughs> and like and like the, you know, every time every time they like put the you know, the clothing in and everything moves, that was great. And the other time is when Pat uh is at the the Japanese restaurant and yells, Sprickin' the Americano pork yeah. <laughs> I was hoping someone would bring that up so that I didn't have Like, that was perfect. That was just, so, that's just pure comedy. Yeah. Yeah. It, I find it, <laughs> it interesting that after It's Pat, which was such a bomb and such a, like, odd pick of a movie, they kind of du almost doubled down in a weird way with Stuart Saves His Family, where it's like, here's another kind of out there character that we're going to base a movie around that I don't, like, I mean, I know the sketches mm. were probably also well liked but it's pat and stewart i don't feel like people were walking around quoting those the way wayne's world were when those movies came out you know like or even oh, the sketches the sketch for sure though it's, the, the stewart smalley i mean like that sketch is hilarious and that whole you're good yeah. enough you're smart enough and gosh darn it people like you i say that shit like every week yeah, yeah. i do think that is something <laughs> that has um survived that i feel yeah. like i would hear people say that and usually i mean I feel like it I hear it more as an adult from I don't I didn't like hear it as a kid because I don't think kids yeah. got that. You know, kids weren't like, oh, yeah, I totally understand, you know, daily <laughs> affirmations. I get why yeah, 12 step, you know, program. it just kind of seems weird <laughs> as a kid. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but as I got older, mm. people that grew up with it, it like stayed in their head. And as an adult, mm -hmm. they would be like, yeah, I feel like. Like I'm Stuart, I gotta look in the mirror and be like, I'm smart enough. Gosh yeah. darn it, people like me. Yeah, I I have <laughs> a really big soft spot for Stuart Saves His Family. I think it's one of those, you know, understandably sort of overlooked and underrated a little bit movies. But I I watched it for the first time a couple years ago and really kind of fell for it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I watched it for the first time like last week, I think. And it was definitely not what I expected. It, it's it's not like uh like any of the it's other like SNL comedy. comedies. It's it's barely it's barely yeah. a comedy even, but I still thought it was good. Like uh Roger Ebert said about it, it has more courage courage than a lot of yeah. serious films, which I felt really rang true for, uh, for it. Just like a really warm movie, and I wasn't expecting yeah, like that if, at all. If it like, hadn't been, yeah. it, like, the, it's so strange because as a normal movie for the 90s, it, it actually is pretty good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, mm, yeah. I mean, I just don't understand why they thought, like, they would use this character for that. Or, like, why, I mean, I don't know. It's just so strange because to me, like, the... It is a strange decision, like, yeah. The, the what made the character so funny was like the cheesiness of him and and the fact that you know the the cheesiness of these the, the affirmations and all of these things that were 
you know, just like you, you get someone real, real corny telling you how great you are. And do you actually believe this? You know, like uh, it was just sort of silly. And, and, and I don't know, I don't know. I, it still makes me laugh. Like, you know, yeah. But then for this movie, they went hard on, I guess, the recognizability of Stuart as someone that, you know, in life, I guess almost mm -hmm. like Pat. And then they presume that everyone has like messed up families. And then they thought maybe like, <laughs> maybe you can use this little light in your life. Like maybe that is yeah. the real appeal of Stuart. And I'm like, I don't know that that was <laughs> <laughs> like, was it? Yeah, like I, I almost find like it would be a good pairing in a weird way with uh, the movie home for the holidays, which is like presented like it's a comedy, but then you watch it and it's actually this kind of like sort of funny in moments, but also fucked up family movie. <laughs> and is that the movie with yeah. Holly Hunter? Yeah, I've never yeah, seen it. Yeah, I that. like that movie quite a bit, but it is also that that this kind of movie where it it doesn't really land hard in one or the other uh direction. Mm -hmm. It's like kind of dramatic, pretty dramatic and also kind of messed up in that like intense drama way, but then also you have these characters that are like sort of wacky and funny in moments too. So there is kind of uh a comedy trend in uh, European movies. I've seen it mainly coming out of um, like Sweden and Germany, which kind of starts to make sense. But it's these like almost uncomfortable family dramas that it's there's this one force majeure that came out. A couple oh, of, yeah. oh, my God. Oh, and yeah. uh, Tony Erdman, which was kind of like a, yeah. a Cannes darling a year or so ago. And I like Force Majeure, I love. And I, because I, I also love the idea of people not actually caring that much about like their family and their children when it comes down to it. They're like, nope, it's all about me. Yeah. I'm saving myself. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, that's real. But uh, that's yeah. so I, I think those might be, it's like those, something like Stuart, I haven't seen Stuart save his family, but it sounds like it's almost a precursor to that where it's like, well, yeah, some of these things are funny because it's like, because there's sad nihilistic things in the world that are kind of funny <laughs> like kind of be things can things can kind of no, like it, it, it's really like it, it's not they don't make fun of the fact that his family's messed up like that it's like an emotional point <laughs> that's what's weird about this like they try to make it like you're, you're meant to really care that like the father is going to have an intervention even though it is sort of like it's done in a sort of funny like a I don't know like a schadenfreude kind of way like you know like it's you don't watch it and you're not going to cry at this movie and they definitely don't think you are but like right. they also like want you to root for the fact that he's going to save his family and he sort of can't because his family's so dysfunctional mm. and it's about making peace with the fact that you can't do every you can't save everything which is just so so weird yeah, exactly. <laughs> for an snl yeah. movie and then also his his brother is yeah. vincent d'onofrio and is completely unrecognizable yeah Sure, mm. but yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, it was a little mopped up, and he's like a, a weird alcoholic. I don't know, the whole thing's so strange, and I really like Al Franken, like as a comedian. And this, he doesn't get to show off. I mean, in general, and this is maybe it sounds like it's kind of me, <laughs> but I don't love when comedians try to be like straight actors, like, it takes a very specific kind of comedian who I think can pull off both right yeah and like al franken mm. does a good job but also like i just don't want to see this like i don't want to see this part <laughs> of Stuart smalley like i just want to but i don't know what movie they could have made out of this except for yeah. maybe like a remake of wayne's world but with Stuart smalley <laughs> yeah, yeah totally. i mean that's kind of <laughs> that is kind of the problem with a lot of the sad night live movies is that on some level you just there isn't enough to dig into you kind of like what what do i really want to see about the ladies man like what what oh <laughs> what scenario do i want to watch him in and so it's like Stuart's kind of the same where you're like well what would we really we do with this i i think maybe it would yeah. be interesting i was gonna kind of segue into night at the roxbury but i think it might be interesting to put a pin in in that for a second and talk about superstar <laughs> um, which it was directed by a Kids in the Hall member, Bruce McCullough, yes. and obviously stars Molly Shannon. But I feel like that is another one that when I revisited it for this podcast, 
it when that movie came out i didn't really i thought it was kind of funny but i didn't really you know super connect with it but revisiting it it kind of felt more in line with something like Stuart saves his family where it yeah. is really wacky but like i was really endeared to the movie and really connected with it in a weird way and and kind of was like wow this is so much better than i ever gave it credit for being yeah and superstar has i think sort of enough heart to it yeah um you know the i think because the character is also supposed to be younger i you know will kind of forgive clearly molly shannon isn't in high school in that movie yeah um which they kind of <laughs> use as like a little bit of a just a like omnipresent running joke she's like clearly not mm -hmm. a 16 year old girl but yeah you know you can mm. i can find this like overly enthusiastic kind of nervous go-getter in Burien. you yeah. know that is that is a character where i'm like oh <laughs> look at you all right you give yeah. it a shot so and i think where the movie gets to it gets to like that warmth that you're talking about and and yeah, I know, Jenna, you mentioned, like, Lady Bird in your review. It's literally Lady Bird. It's the same movie. <laughs> like, it's messed up. Like, and it's honestly, in my opinion, the better version of Lady Bird because it's more relatable. Right. <laughs> because, it, it, like, like, her, I mean, I don't know. Like, it's funny. I think, Carlo, I think in, you reviewed this and you said that, that it got too weird for you in parts. But I think that probably the parts that weirded you out potentially were the things that I really liked about <laughs> No. Okay. Okay. Look, I got to clarify. I'm, I'm not a big fan of it. It has heart. But earlier I mentioned that I don't feel embarrassed when I watch movies. I kind of feel embarrassed <laughs> when I watch Superstar. Not, not because of, also because of Molly Shannon necessarily. But when adults act like children or like babies, like adult babies, that's like something that I, sure. I cannot watch. It just, that's, that's the only thing. That's like my kryptonite. So that's, I guess, why Superstar doesn't work for me. I can't relate because I'm just cringing. <laughs> yeah. And, and if you're not on board with that, if like, if that's something that's very specific that you can't jive with, like that's the movie, mm. right? Like the, a lot of her character is, the, the talking to herself yeah. and the making out with the tree and doing those kinds of little riffs. And so that's the thing that like, yeah, it's going to be a problem for you. <laughs> that's the stuff that I liked because mm. it felt not that I've made out with trees. Don't ask any trees. But <laughs> that's the stuff that Don't felt lie. the most realistic. <laughs> Shut up. That's the stuff that felt the most realistic. Because like when you're a kid, you, you get these, these fantasies about like what it's going to be like when you're an adult. And, and by it, I mean adulthood. Right. And like, you yeah. know, that just that, you know, you're sitting here like, I mean, at least I did for sure that you sit there and you like rehearse yourself for real life situations. Yeah. And so like, there's so much, 100%. Of, yeah, there's so much of this movie where she's just basically, you know, trying to get everything right. And then once something happens, like it's not at all the way she thought it was going to happen and she has no backup Right. <laughs> and it's just like <laughs> left to like deal with it on the spot. And that's also like, I don't know, it felt very relatable in that way. Yeah. And yeah, everything, like everything is shot for her you know she's always it's always like i'm gonna be famous i'm gonna do this i'm gonna you know i'm hoping for passion and love and all this glamour yeah. in life you know so you kind of i agree where it's like i can see a lot of a lot of my 16 year old self in that character yeah. and the fact that she works at a video store and bases like most of her life on things that she's watching in movies and stuff was also i think relatable <laughs> right. to everyone in this chat so. yeah um i, I want that job as a rewinder i, I based most of my life off of la vie bohème for rent jenna okay i'm classier i use i base my life off of broadway scores so that's the cat's I staring at weird now. I also just love Molly Shannon, and I miss her. Yeah, she I is, agree. I, she is doing a lot of voice work. Now, do you watch Bob's Burgers? The only person in yeah. the world who has oh, it, yeah. and I feel bad because everyone I love is in it. Oh, man. Yeah. And I think you would, so yeah, you'd get you a kick out it. of it. I, it's the, a lot of the humor is just people, like, 
sadly reacting to things like bob just yeah. kind of being like oh my god <laughs> with this really yeah i love linda linda there are so many moments and oh, my yeah. friend Amazing. rhiannon and i watch yeah. bob's burgers together all the time we can cut this part because this isn't important but uh <laughs> she is bob and i am linda there's so many times where i'm like i'm in a singing mood today and she's like oh my god please <laughs> shut up please um, let's so go good. to the beach and she's yeah. like i'm gonna i don't know why we're friends <laughs> Yeah. Well, Molly Shannon is really Same funny in the night at the Roxbury. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I Which I feel like Roxbury. is <laughs> Night at the Roxbury, I feel like is for me the like quintessential movie that people think of when they think of like the bad SNL movie yeah. where it's like all it is is these two idiots. The plot is like <laughs> barely there it is just a series of sketches stretched out to 90 minutes and my review on letterboxd when i watched it was well i laughed like i like i don't <laughs> think this is a good movie but i did laugh when i watched it i have to say that night at the roxbury and it's funny how often it gets quoted there's like a lot of moments from it yeah. that people i always hear people do the like emilio emilio <laughs> like it's just funny that in you know, this movie that you're right, I don't particularly like it. I it didn't do great. People don't, you know, love it. But there are these sort of, you know, moments that have uh, endured somehow. And you're like, All right, yeah. I guess also... It's hilarious. It's so good. Oh, my God. I'm so angry that I did not see this in the 90s because I remember it came out and I wanted to see it. And it got such horrible reviews that, like, I chickened out. Sure, and like yeah. this was hilarious like oh my god like and i'm screw 90s critics who thought that jerry Maguire was in any way better than the jerry Maguire bit <laughs> that they do in this movie good this was just like, number one i miss chris Kattan, 100 sure. percent. the, the yeah. music in this is such a time capsule it's amazing uh yeah oh my god yes this is like the kind of music i would <laughs> when i was like 15 years old and I would go like to sports games I would like make a little mistake with music exactly like this I'm not embarrassing oh every single song the only lyrics are just daba 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 like that yeah <laughs> there's no other lyric um, I I saw this movie in theaters and I remember being sort of like angry isn't the right word because it was like one of the first movies I paid for myself and I like complained about it a little when I was back at you know back home with my parents and my dad you know being <sighs> fucking the ray of sunshine he is it's like well now you learned a lesson you really should have like looked at what other people were saying about the movie before you saw it which is a terrible <laughs> a terrible lesson you know it's like the lesson should be well yeah like you make up you know sometimes you pay for stuff that isn't good yeah. you, you know did he invent rotten tomatoes <laughs> yeah you know what uh no because that would be that'd be like too much work for my dad but the idea of people telling everyone else what to avoid does sound like yeah. <laughs> i'd be like i don't know i looked it up it said it was bad we shouldn't go see it <laughs> yeah and another thing about night of the roxbury is like I know this might be hard to believe, but this movie is like relatable because I grew up with a best friend who was exactly like Dogger Stubby, <laughs> like like a combination of both basically, but probably not as dumb. But he would like kind of dress like them, but he was like a closeted nerd who was like really into Final Fantasy and stuff, which is why we became friends. And then in return, I would like go to the stupid clubs yeah. with him because I finally had like a friend. Uh, I was like 15, 6, 16 years old. So I was like, this is whatever, but it's okay. I, I've got a friend <laughs> yeah. who I can hang out, hang out with and talk about Final Fantasy now. But he was exactly like those two guys. That's like, funny. Compressed into I feel one. like there's a weird relatability yeah. that's like international about like cheesy club culture. Like everywhere you go, there's yeah. cheesy clubs. Hey, and even, people who are dying. You yeah, know? Even exactly. in, right, and even in like the, you know, in SNL in particular, they also wild and crazy guys from you know mm -hmm. generations before and those weren't they weren't even american it's just like yeah there's always yeah there's always going to be some cheesy dude in a leisure suit <laughs> yeah or two in, in an interesting way, 
the rocks the stuff that they're doing in the Roxbury, like those clubs and that music, like that was like imported into the States, right? Like like Euro dance yeah, and stuff like Euro, became Euro big Euro in the States later. Yeah. Yeah. That shit started yeah. here. And like I've said this before, but the place I live is like basically Euro New Jersey. <laughs> so you can kind of picture what kind of people there will yeah. be here in the night. What are they meant to be like? Or they they say something they're like Armenian or something? <laughs> yeah that could be i love, could be I right love, the, I love the single-mindedness of this movie I, I like it didn't like the plot was just perfect for what it was it's kind of the wayne's world thing where it's like these two guys are just going to try really hard to get into a club and watch it happen and then they like mm, just yeah. you know they i love that they were so obsessed like this could have been such a sleazy movie not that the the sketch was ever sleazy the sketch was always pretty funny i thought but this could have gone in such a horrible direction and they held it right at the point of just like two brothers who just want to get in the club and like that's <laughs> it like they never yeah, like yeah. even when they like land women they're just like oh but but i gotta get back in the club you know like it and it's just like yeah yeah i love yeah i i don't know it, also, it didn't it, quite land for me but <laughs> Oh man, yeah. I, I don't know. It made me it's, laugh out yeah. loud so much, and it also made me remember how awful swimsuits there were in the '90s for <laughs> women. Yeah, it's a yeah. It's, the '90s were pretty terrible in a wonderful yeah, way. It, it was definitely like conflicting. Like, I think this is really bad, but also a lot of it is funny. So whatever, I laughed. <laughs> the freaking oh, Dooley just called from Pismo Beach. He said, "There's no way you could have grabbed your ass." Like that's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> that's beautiful. <laughs> Um, and then we have the ladies' man, which was a year or two after Night at the Roxbury and Superstar. Um, the ladies' man. Yeah. This was the best one I've ever seen, and I'm even I, angrier that I didn't see this in theaters. I love the ladies' man, but a lot of that has to do yeah. with um, how much I love Tim Meadows. hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That's, Tim Meadows. He is just he carries the whole thing i love yeah i love how he like commits to it yes. he's someone who really like disappears into a character and yeah this is a little bit of a side note but you know that show the goldberg that the goldberg that's yeah. on now yeah he, he is and that? he he is like sort of a small character and every time he's on it's like gut busting laughter and he just he just delivers things in this amazing deadpan he's talking about like he he gets a bird he you know he's just telling people like i have a bird they live for 80 years you have to put them in your will it's messed up like he just has this great <laughs> <laughs> that part a bunch of times and yeah, just like it... crying laughing i just yeah isn't yes. he like a, like a school he's principal so i love when they make yeah like, yeah, yeah. Those... yeah i i i we were watching like a lot of Brooklyn Nine Nine recently, and he had a, like a little arc there where Andy Samberg's character goes to jail, and he's like a cannibal, uh, like his like a cellmate basically. And I'm like, oh my god, Tim Meadows is in this. He's crazy. in Bob's Burgers too. He's great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like the ladies' man. Um, for me, Tim Meadows is like five star funny in this movie, and I don't like the movie. There's something about it that just I feel is so all right but he is just like i will watch this movie again and probably again after that just because he is just so perfect i think i i wonder yeah. if it's uh sort of in the same thing with it's pat where it's like if you don't get the character if you're not you know if you don't have the insight that jenna had that it's like we all know this guy yeah. and yeah. um if you like if the character just doesn't click for you Mm -hmm. because it's like See, you know thing, it is like, an actual character it's not the night of the roxbury guys who were just they had to build something for them the ladies man was a persona and if it doesn't if you don't like yeah. it it's just like oh, watch this guy yeah like on, on on the larger scale as well i feel like where has character gone to like does that still exist even like in feature films and it's it's just something that i really love so I love watching these SNL movies because they're like very character based. And even if the movie around them doesn't work, if I like the character, I will probably yeah. like the movie. Yeah, I feel like now it's way more we, we've leaned way harder into the ensemble comedy. When I think about like what has been comedies that I've really liked in the past few years, it's like 
oh i, I thought game night was really funny and that's just like an ensemble yeah. piece you know it, there's there's not a ton of that like this is the guy or this is the woman and this is their character and the the movie will revolve around them yeah <laughs> and i think um, there's also been a lot of those like quasi improv comedies you yeah. know so they have like a lot of comedians they're going to have to have a lot of people who can react to each other fast and well for it to work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This movie yeah. just made me laugh out loud through the entire film. <laughs> like, there's, like, absolutely. I wrote down mm-hmm. so many quotes. I'm the Mother Teresa of boning. Fucking perfect. <laughs> Au contraire, bonjour. I love- <laughs> The army called it Asia, but I like to call it freaky deaky sex world. <laughs> oh my god, that line made me laugh so hard. I was like, this racist, but that's right, well, so funny. Right, well, stuff with lisp, and you know, it's like you don't. Mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. what I like about the character, and especially because Tim Meadows is so. Tim Meadows seems to understand every like what is funny about every single thing he's doing, and I think he yeah. made that character. Mm-hmm. He was like, how do I? How do I make someone? please also be so non-threatening how do i make someone yeah. really sleazy and like <laughs> really you know someone who in other lights would be chauvinistic and and like repulsive yeah. but how do i make them just so like benign almost yeah. and he does yeah. <laughs> because it's totally that like you you yeah like you're saying like you know this dude and then like it's pointing out just how how unsexy he is like yeah. everything he does yeah. is so low rent <laughs> it's so bad it's so overt and yet like that is the culture like that you know even the guys who who you know get a bunch of ass for talking this way like they are still the ladies man like right yeah you know like they're still going to kmart to buy that pina colada butt lotion like (laughs) mostly at kmart and it's funny because like tim meadows he's I always get yelled at when I say this but he's like an objectively attractive person you know he's got a good body he's He's like you know so it's like they also he's someone who you're like well it probably works a couple of times because i'm sure someone's like well you're good looking i'll sleep with you so you also kind of believe that he would think he's a late man you know he can delude himself enough and the so and i love 70s aesthetic (laughs) and there's a lot of that a lot in him (laughs) totally uh also, big shout out to Chris Parnell as an AM radio smooth jazz host, oh. because that is <laughs> yeah. my absolute favorite role for Chris Parnell in both this and Hot Rod and any other time that he does it. <laughs> Chris Parnell yeah. is great. Yeah, I love when he shows up. Um, so the only major film from an SNL leftover then is McGruber. Do you guys like McGruber? I tried oh, to I watch McGruber. it once and I didn't really... It was late and I fell asleep and I didn't think about going back to it. So I don't have an opinion on McGruber. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen it once when it came out. Um, the ghost sex thing was hilarious. That's pretty much all I remember. So I, yeah, probably not I, a huge I haven't hit, but it. I should rewatch it really. It's, I remember thinking it was like amazingly funny, but I haven't seen it in a couple of years. Mm. I really like Yorma and the Lonely Island from that time period. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I feel like. It would yes. have been cool if McGruber had been a success so that they could have made more SNL movies when they were involved in that yes. way from there. And it's such a bummer that it was a bomb because th- that was definitely a sketch where before they made that movie, uh, people I know in life were saying, like, did you see the latest McGruber sketch and like sharing the clips online? So it was weird to me that it was such a bomb. Yeah. And there seems like enough meat there, too. You know, it's. It, mm-hmm. if they could make seasons and seasons of macgyver you know you can yeah. make um yeah a movie leans on being a spoof right. too right so problem with mcgruber i think is the money behind it and that they went they tried to appeal too much to 2010 um audiences as opposed to actually going back to macgyver mm. which is funny because the sketches are so low rent which is why they're so good like i love right. the yeah. lonely island like hot rod to me is like a top best comedy ever yeah, hot rod's amazing. and like it, i would almost call it an snl um comedy because even though the hot rod wasn't a sketch you have the lonely island who then you know basically made a, a digital short movie with hot rod and mm-hmm. so and i think in a lot of ways it and, and also they were doing that when they were working for snl so 
Yeah. But um, but it doesn't officially count, so we won't talk about it. But, uh... <laughs> so shut up, Jenna. <laughs> shut up. Yeah. No. I know. I know. I agree. I would say that you know their involvement with the show and and when that was made, I I I I don't disagree with that. But MacGruber, like, they just, it's so funny when it's being weird, like, when it goes into the digital short stuff. But, like, yeah, they should have really just made, like, this, they should have gone, like, Richard Iowati should have directed it. And they should have gone for, like, oh full-on, <laughs> like, you know, 1970s, like, nuttiness, like, you know, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place or something. Like, mm. that oh, yeah. would have been so good, been and it would have elevated the original sketch, and it, it was great. And instead, they kind of went for, the, like, The Rock, you know? <laughs> <laughs> which which was still fun yeah. but it wasn't it just wasn't as great but it did make me laugh and i saw it in theaters mm-hmm. <laughs> there uh there's a couple others from the wikipedia i know that the movie bob roberts that tim robert uh tim robbins directed and starred in was a was a short film on the on the series before it became a movie um which is actually a really interesting movie to watch right now because it's about a conservative, like folks, folksy musician. He's like a super conservative Bob Dylan who like gets elected, and it's uh, a, kind of scary that like it it was the kind of thing that was being presented as like humorously like ridiculous, and then now it's like oh shit, this is reality. <laughs> so I didn't know that was I didn't know that had any connection to SNL. I saw that. Um... I haven't seen it in a while, but I saw it when I was younger. It's referenced on the Simpsons episode. Yeah. Sideshow Bob Roberts. Oh, yeah. Yes. Sideshow Bob yeah. Roberts. Yes. And there are a <laughs> lot of things I saw just because I was yeah. like, oh, I yeah. have to understand Simpsons. So I guess I'm going to watch mm-hmm. the China syndrome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen it since I was younger, but I remember it being really interesting. And then everything I've read about it has been, you got to rewatch it now because it's even more relevant today. Right. Like um, and apparently office space speaking of mike judge it was also the the shorts were snl shorts in 93 before it was a movie so t- tangentially is a movie then right from yeah. SNL. It, it was milton it was just like sketches yeah. of yeah mm. and Mitch. i guess also it said on wikipedia that the band from a mighty wind the christopher guest movie was a idea that originated on snl as well in the now, Christopher Guest movies we, is another episode we guys we should do. <laughs> oh, yes, please. That's that's kind of a big blind spot for me, so I'm definitely going <laughs> oh, through that. Oh man, I'm excited for you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I want to do that. That's 100 happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sweet. So let's should we end with like let's all of us pick you know our favorite or like just one that we would tell people to watch. I guess I don't know. Well, it's a, that's kind of an easy pick to yeah. go to, yeah. I feel like. It's all Wayne's World. Wayne's World. No, oh my God, yeah. I'm going to 100% pick The Ladies' Man. I think that <laughs> that movie needs to come back in a big way. Okay, th- then I'm going to go with It's Bad. <laughs> Gross. Uh, yeah, no, heads, I like maybe. I'm trying to recommend some of the lesser loved movies. I Like, I would hope that somebody that listens to this show will go watch Stuart saves his family and be surprised by, you know, you know what? It, I'm yeah. going to go watch That's it. Fair. if nothing else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Not as a comedy, but as a movie, yeah. it's pretty. Yeah. Good. And I kind of, and, I don't know. I, I, I do like those, uh, sort of upsetting comedies. So I might be down for, for that. And yeah. I might watch it as a comedy. Like, this is great. <laughs> I watch Intervention um, to relax, so I don't know. <laughs> I love that show. What do you guys think about, like, no SNL movies since MacGruber? Obviously, it was, like, a real big bomb for them. It didn't make the money back. But do you guys think that, like, SNL is popular enough for them to come back to movies or what? I think it's interesting because it, there, I don't know that there's any sketches right now that I'm hearing people actively quote the way that I used to for SNL. Mm. However, there are so many SNL stars now that are movie like blockbusters. Yeah. I mean that Will Ferrell, right. you know, can just show up as a cameo and make the movie millions of dollars and rightfully so because he's hilarious. But, um, yeah. you know, I think that they, it seems to me that they moved away from like, let's not turn a five minute sketch into an hour and a half movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, I don't know if yeah. they're, I, 
it doesn't seem like SNL is as dependent on characters anymore, or at least I don't, I don't yeah. really watch it as a full mm. show, but the sketches that yeah. seem to come out don't the last like character yeah. I can think of on SNL. And I wouldn't recommend making a movie around him. Um, although I would go see it was Stefan. I am I like, oh my God, I would 100% I would, watch I would totally go see that movie. That I, when Stefan came out, I was, it was like that summer that I lived in Brooklyn, you know, for like two minutes. And I worked with a kid who was Stefan. It's like, so that is such a real person. Or, you know, he's the guy who's like, New York's hottest club is spicy. He's just like, he's just describing these bizarre clubs that he's like, it's got everything. Human room. Bill Hader. And it's written by, it was written. It was oh Bill Hader. Okay. Oh my god. Yeah, was, so, was yeah. sure. Bill Hader and it was written John by Don Mulaney. And he wouldn't he would like just oh, throw all these things nice. in. Bill Hader's I gotta give him credit because like he breaks a few times, um, but he also like made a character trait that <laughs> works to cover his breaking where he like rubs yeah. his face. And it's so good. <laughs> Sometimes he's saying <laughs> oh, he's like, Hader. We have a Jewish Dracula. Oh yeah, what's his name? Sydney Applebaum, and he just like starts hysterically rapping. <laughs> <laughs> I would break because John Mulaney would change it at the last right. moment. Like they would both agree on a sketch, and then John Mulaney yeah. would cross something out and, and like put, put something like... new. So as he's reading it, he was like actually cracking up. Yeah. Oh, no. I I'll just say, where's my uh, Gilly movie? Okay, I was just gonna bring a Gilly. I was gonna Where's my Gilly and uh, what's uh, Debbie Downer? I want Debbie oh my Downer. Downer I would 100% watch. I, would, I think they should put Debbie Downer and Stefan in like a movie together. I think they'd be, yeah. they'd be sort of a good, they're like, they balance each other out, you know? Yeah. Can we talk about Gilly, Gilly though? So like, do you think Gilly's actually funny? Because I don't understand Gilly. And that's apparently like, that's like something people love. I think it is one of those things where when i first saw the gilly sketch and and all it was was just the sorry um i was like wow this is like not a good joke and then the more they <laughs> did it and the more they doubled down on that's the joke she's just gonna do something and look at the camera and say sorry uh the more it became like something i was like making a a joke of with me and my brother we would always like say sorry when we did stuff and then it just became like I think I think this is hilarious so just now. Like, <laughs> so it's just like a catchphrase, yeah. basically. I, it, it was one of those like, things that, yeah, so it. unfunny, it went from funny to, like, hilarious. It's like the David Pumpkins thing, <laughs> which I also don't totally get, but... Yeah, totally. It's like, this is just, like, this is the joke. I hope you're down for me doing that again. <laughs> and then they do it enough that it just becomes funny. <laughs> yeah, David Pumpkins could be a movie. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At this point, let's take. I'll take it. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same. <laughs> All right. That's it then for our SNL movie episode. <laughs> Woo! Should we, uh, Jenna? Do you want to do the plugs for this for the site? Oh well, for thebackrow.com. No, actually, it is back-row.com. Yeah, that's my fault because I hated I hate the word blog. So whenever when Jenna was like, "Okay, here are our options," they all had blog in them, and I was like, "No, I don't want that word yeah. in my in the address. Change it." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Backdashrow.com. I'll wrap it up. Uh, Backdashrow.com. Email us at backrowcineblog at uh, gmail.com. Okay. I and then yeah. on Facebook and everywhere else, it's uh, back row Cineblog. So that's Instagram and Twitter and such and Facebook. Um, and we'll continue to do these awesome roundtable discussions. It's so much fun uh, every few episodes. Yeah. yeah. So goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. Bye.